Paul, what's a new hit movie franchise that we can make where the title is bad and then followed by a profession? Like bad scuba diver or something. Oh, shit. I mean, I feel like that's a situation that's going to resolve itself pretty quickly. <laughs> it's just going to not be okay. Um, and it's just not going to be okay. It's just not going to be okay. That's the actual tagline of the movie. Bad scuba diver, it's not going to be okay. <laughs> the titles come up and there's just a guy floating. Yeah, it's a, re- it's a short film. It's a, very it's a series short of short films in which they're all like aqua based. <laughs> like bad diver, bad... Um, submarine driver. <laughs> Are you a driver if you a submarine person? I assume you drive the submarine. Do you? Like someone's got to be steering that thing. Like what do you, what do you do if you want the submarine to stop? You press the brake. <laughs> Never become a submarine driver. <laughs> oh my god, I was the bad submarine oh driver the whole time. <laughs> Typecast. <laughs> After that, he was only ever bad submarine drivers. <laughs> Welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that keeps saying shit that's going to get us punched. I'm Paul Snur. Now, Paul Goodman tragically is unable to join me for the first time in 232 episodes. That hurts to say out loud. <laughs> I am now indisputably the main host of this show. Goodman is just a very persistent guest. <laughs> but wait, you're thinking. Like all great duos, I come here for the hot one and the smart one. What am I supposed to do with only the hot one? Well, don't worry too much, because I am joined by a friend of the podcast and friend of the podcasters, Katie Maiden. Hi, everyone. It's me again. (laughs) (laughs) It was the last days of American crime. Yes. And now you have rejoined us um, as I swim in the warm, smelly waters of Recommendations Month. Mm, Love Recommendations Month. And today's (laughs) recommendation comes from another friend of the podcast, Jen Blundell, Mm. the awesome and gorgeous Jen Blundell, who today I had brunch with. Oh my god. (laughs) We we so rarely give that kind of treatment to our our recommendation people. Yeah, it was a one-time-only offer. Jen has set us some hefty homework this week. It's Jake Kazdan's 2011 comedy, Bad Teacher. Are you excited for tomorrow? Is tomorrow Saturday? No, it's the first day of school. Yeah, I'm not gonna go to that. But it's mandatory. Ooh. Elizabeth, you shouldn't be teaching. I mean, I can't think of anyone less suited to being a teacher. I don't need a blackboard or a classroom to set an example. So stupid. Morons! Bad teacher. (laughs) Bad teacher. That's a bad teacher right there. All right, teacher didn't really get off the ground in the same way. <laughs> yeah, the sequel, <laughs> Better Teacher, wasn't really good. <laughs> Still not great. Was the <laughs> Average <subtitle>. teacher. <laughs> Most teachers. Oh. 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 Sorry, teachers. Te- we just Sorry, lost teachers. all your teacher listeners. <laughs> oh, no. That's such a large amount of our demographic. Sorry, Goodman. <laughs> um, you came back and you've lost all your teachers. <laughs> Shit. Paul, do you know what? Well, the teachers are. Now, Kasdan is the son of Lawrence Kasdan, screenwriter of Empire Strikes Back, The Force Awakens, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, so it's got to be good, right? It's got to be good. <laughs> well, little little Jake Kasdan, little <laughs> terrible Jake Kasdan, uh, he directed Sex Tape. Oh, okay. Uh, 
and and those new Jumanji movies that everybody kind of liked. So it balances out. <laughs> it balances out just about to not be sex tape. <laughs> Screenwriters Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupinski, sorry, Stupnisky. Uh, they also wrote the movie Year One, where Jack Black and Michael Sarah play cavemen. Yes, I heard about that film and I made a conscious decision not to see it. <laughs> it was very conscious on my part. <laughs> okay, so they're cavemen, so I guess it's not like literally Year One BC or AD, unless they did no research. Yeah, uh, that's true. I think it was like Year One of, of humans. humans. But then like they weren't Neanderthals. So no. I guess year 4000 BC doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Wait, it was like a documentary, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. They sent Jack Black to the past. <laughs> oh, that makes sense now. That's where he's been. That's why he hasn't been in much lately. Oh, shade. Yeah. Oh, God. But now the other member of Tenacious D, he's out there. He's out there going through history trying to find Jack Black. He hasn't gotten to year one yet. Okay, can Obvious I just say that I would watch the shit out of that film? <laughs> Oh shit, but Jack Black is communicating with him by like doing really awesome music in the past, oh, which then gets passed on for God. like <laughs> Le- the- sorry, we need to pause this podcast and write a film script. <laughs> like someone's going into like that cave of forgotten dreams, Werner Herzog, and it's like and here beneath the primitive pictures of mammoths, we seem to have an awesome bass solo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they also did that movie Good Boys, uh, which looked like super bad, only super bad. <laughs> Actually, it was quite, I think it was quite well regarded, but it didn't appeal to me. Or me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, critics reacted to this film uh, like any aspect of the job of a teacher. It sucks. I forgot I wrote that before I spent five minutes laying into teachers. <laughs> I'm sorry, teachers. Sorry, guys. I actually was a teacher, so he's also laying into me. That's true. I'm just the worst. Uh, well, speaking of the worst, uh, Sarah Rayhani over at Bitch Media um, said, just a banal, boring kind of awful. Oh. <laughs> it's concise. Nice, Bitch Media. That's what you get from Bitch Media. What kind of quality <laughs> journalism you get from Bitch Media? Uh, hi, Bitch Media. I just wanted to ask... Uh... <laughs> not a great lead in. Oh, God. Well, the public weren't much more likely to stop dressing like they're running for Congress. <laughs> Al Nazir for Life over at Go- on Google said, As soon as I turned the movie on, I had very high expectations for a Cameron Diaz movie. Rightly so. The movie is very explicit and should only be viewed by mature audiences. It's a good thing to point out as a critic. Make sure everyone's aware of who should be seeing this. <laughs> I mean, it is a 15, so that kind of gives you an idea of <laughs> how old you should be. But sometimes I'm reading Roger Ebert and I'm like, yeah, but what's this movie rated? Yeah. You know? Should I see it? I, mean, I don't like just, adult themes. First line should always be... Kids, stay away. Um, the idea of the movie was brilliant, but it had many amateur mistakes. Roles should be changed in this movie. The person who made Cameron Diaz do the surgery, or the crush, wasn't a model or good-looking. I know it's not my place to say that, but in this kind of movie, the crush should be a good-looking or a model. I think Channing Tatum or Mark Wahlberg would have done a better job. And if Seth Rogen was the principal, this movie would be class. So is he saying that <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is more attractive than Justin Timberlake? Yeah, it is Justin Timberlake he's talking about, isn't it? Because yeah. Because like the one who's making her do the job. So, yeah. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> that is a hot take. I think we can at the very least say that. <laughs> he brought sexy back. and that's... He brought sexy all the way like, back. Like all the way back to where he was. At. Yeah, what did, <laughs> what did Marky Mark do? I literally can't remember the name of their big song. So, 
Out of experience and a lot of studying, I give this movie a score of 62%. Thank you. Thank you. Just a lot of studying went into um, a lot of studying. that score. 62% as well. 63 didn't feel right. No, it it, it, it's too much. It's a 62% film, I think. We can all get behind that. I feel like this guy has a spreadsheet. <laughs> I hope he has a spreadsheet. And he has another one for the relative hotness of love interests. <laughs> he's got a lot to say on the matter. Oh, God. Now, in terms of Threeman, we just have the one. And he's a very interesting one. It's David Paymer. Okay. The guy who has a face that if you see it, you're like, oh, yeah. But you can never pinpoint exactly Is this exactly the guy far. who is in the exam board? No. This guy is the plastic surgeon. Oh, yeah, that guy. I did recognize yeah. his face. <laughs> well, for us, he was in Howard the Duck. As Larry, comma, scientist. So Larry, scientist. Mm-hmm. In the credits, as a comma. And he was Val Kilmer's meat-on-the-bone-loving publisher in Twixt, the bad movie by uh, Francis Ford Coppola. So, yeah, here he plays a plastic surgeon who spends nearly half of his runtime fondling some fake breasts. Yep. So, who's the real three-man? Yeah. Us? Uh, like, the breasts? I, I think it's the breasts. <laughs> Those breasts have appeared in at least three of our films. <laughs> <laughs> oh, free to a man, free in a bush, free, free, yo. Films are shit, mate. Well, look, the film has 45% on Rotten Tomatoes, 47 on Metacritic, and made 10 times its budget. Wow. I mean, fair. you got to respect that. Yeah. you just got to. Someone's got to pay Cameron Diaz, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, Katie, you big nerd. Well, am I supposed to react to that? I thought yeah. that was just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing about Bad Teacher that made you not want to throw a ball at it, but threw it? Um, One thing, initial thing that I liked, a really small thing, and that okay. is Cameron Diaz's shoes. Really? She had amazing shoes all the way through. Even when she was running, she had these heels that were like black and red. And I was Holy like, shit. I respect you. <laughs> like running in those stilettos and i really like took note of them everywhere she was going oh my god is this a secret to her success and the fact that nobody sees her for what she is is she's just wearing these stunning shoes throughout the entire thing yeah it gives her confidence wearing heels does my actually god. give you confidence that's a scientific I've fact i've heard this yeah yeah this is why you oh wear god. heels during all the podcast sessions right this is why i'm going to start wearing heels during all of the podcast <laughs> sessions Oh my god. All right. Well, what is actually happening in The Bad Teacher? So The Bad Teacher is about a teacher, aka Cameron Diaz. Oh my god. Who's bad at she her job. job. That's OKA, often known as. <laughs> <laughs> she's bad. Yeah, she's bad at being a teacher and she's leaving to get married, but we also find out she's bad at being a gold digger. Yes, she didn't do that correctly either. No. You truly love my son. I love him so much it hurts. All right, then. When is his birthday? Mom. I'm not, you know, that is just offensive that you would even ask me that. It's today. I have to imagine that even Melania would know his fucking birthday. Yes, so she doesn't know her fiancé's birthday, and that's what tips him off to the fact that he should leave her ass. Yeah, he's got to get out of there because she is super gold digger. So... She goes back to teaching, half-assed teaching, familiar to us all. 
Definitely me. <laughs> we all know this, the teacher. You, did you have a teacher who just showed movies? I mean, I went to school in Edmonton, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the Londoners out there are like nodding their heads, like yeah. Uh, my, I was in Bexley Heath, the place that now has police outside of the gates at home this time. So both of us somehow made it through. Yep, we are great shining examples of the British educational system. The main teacher who used to just show us movies was the guy who was later done for having sex with one of his students. Yeah, so I remember he was a bad about teacher. That guy. <laughs> yeah, this isn't teacher. on that level of bad teacher. <laughs> Thank God. It's relatively, yeah. Um, yeah, let's meet everyone because there's no structure to the first two acts of this. So let's just go through the characters. Okay. There's fellow teacher, redhead lady. Yes, Amy. Amy, yes. And she, oh, she's from. Oh my God, she was the bad actor in Hot Fuzz, Liz Draper. Oh, yes, she was. I know you kind of skated by last year doing the bare minimum thing, but I just want to say now you're back. I just know you are going to get your teaching on. I thought the teachers were supposed to get the apples. Well, I think the students teach me at least as much as I teach them. She's Miss Scott. She's the do-gooder sort of teacher. Yes, she's the gooder teachers who is uh, also an English teacher. So the Ah. Cameron Diaz is... What's Cameron Diaz's name in this? Oh, God. I'm just going to call her Cameron Diaz. Okay, so Cameron Diaz, bad teacher, (laughs) is uh, an English teacher. Literature teacher. Yeah, the titular bad teacher. Yeah. And and then we have, as well as Amy, we have... Her friend. Yeah, so we have the friend teacher who is played by... Yeah, who's she played by? Because, oh, she's Sadness from Inside Out. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That is just her voice, huh? <laughs> I'm probably going to sit in the back. Maybe leave early. Maybe stay to the end. I'll play by ear. Or just stay to the end. Oh, I don't know. Um... Okay, well, this was fun, huh? But she's uh, she's kind of like, tries to be Cameron Diaz's friend because she's cool. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know we know how that dynamic tends to go. <laughs> Not that I've been in a similar situation at all. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh, my God, you're, you're my bad teacher. You're my Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Shit, the cat's out the bag. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we also have Jason Siegel. Yes. Who I believe yesterday I referred to as Jason Sudeikis because I use his name interchangeably with most men, it seems. I also did him with Ed Helms the other day. Jason Siegel, who is also in Sex Tape with Cameron Diaz. So they've worked together ah, before. This is one of the excellent sort of Scorsese-Pacino-style collaborations <laughs> between this actor and director. Um, and he is the gym teacher, or as we call it, the PE teacher. Yes, who is apparently not hot enough for Al Nazir Football Club. That's <laughs> seen in the funny thing. Uh, oh, no, no, that was Timberlake. That's what, speaking of whom, here's Timberlake. Well, I'm pro-choice. I believe everyone should choose whatever makes them happiest. Except abortion, of course. Of course. I immediately assume he's a sociopath, because that's just the way he carries himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's, um, I guess, the kind of naive goody-two-shoes guy. Kind of. He is the substitute teacher, so he, like, yeah. covers people who are off. And he is just really yeah naive and one of those people that likes to see good in everyone so as opposed to amy who is like goody two shoes he is yeah. just one of those people that i see good in everyone so he's like sweet kind of thing yeah i think so yeah and he is now going to become the object of her gold digging because he has a rich family yes we also meet some of her kids yes. uh including uh the sort of very prim and proper and oh my god it's caitlin Dever from Booksmart. i love her so much she's so adorable oh, she's, in this she's tiny hi i'm sasha abernathy my mother baked these cookies for you i'm the student leader for the trip to springfield shocker we're having our car wash this weekend if you're around maybe we could wash your car 
The Springfield trip is the best part of seventh grade. This must have been one of her first roles. This has got to be super early. Mm. She couldn't have been much smaller than this. <laughs> it's got to be near the beginning of life, surely. Yes. Um, and there's also a nerd who's in love with a popular girl. Unfortunately, we will hear more about that later. Yeah, the popular girl is in some other stuff as well. If yeah, you've seen, freaky. Yeah, if you've seen rom-coms. <laughs> um, or right. Freaky, which is out um, now, yeah. I guess. Uh, she was also in Paranormal Activity 4, which is exciting for me. <laughs> and three three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. She was the daughter who got uh, killed. She wasn't in that for very long. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Woody Howson just has done nothing about it. Later on, we also meet her scummy flatmate. And oh shit, it's Cam from Modern Family. Aww. Oh, it is him. Aren't you going out with the other nurses? I'm not a nurse. I thought you were a nurse. I'm a teacher. Yeah, oh. he's gonna be in a he's gonna be in a scene later, <laughs> a single scene. Let's get back to the story, Katie. The, the rich story of this film. Okay, the rich story so, of this film is incredibly short to to tell. She has realized, as so many great characters of literature have realized before, <laughs> that the real problem that she has is that her boobs aren't big enough. Yeah, so she sees a photograph on Justin Timberlake's phone of his ex girlfriend or fiance mm. who had big yeah. tits and she, she realizes in her titties. infinite wisdom that if she gets a boob job she will land justin timberlake aka land yep. his money and can give up being a bad teacher yeah we earlier on saw her thinking about this as well looking for a magazine sort of circling some tick old biddies <laughs> yeah like you'd have to circle them like you could go <laughs> back and be like where were they <laughs> <laughs> well we the audience need to know that she's focusing on this you see yes <laughs> Because they couldn't have figured that out. Um, so that's the whole yeah, plot of the movie: is her trying to the whole raise the money, raise money to get bitters. <laughs> Absolutely, she visits David Paymer, the um, the breast guy, <laughs> and his aforementioned breasty lady. Who who was that? Was he her? N- was she, I think she was like nurse? the receptionist or something. <laughs> Does he just keep her on hand, so to speak? <laughs> Definitely kept her on hand, if you know what I'm saying. Oh shit! This is. This is just. This isn't part. I know this isn't part of your role, but I really appreciate you lending, uh, uh, let's say, a hand uh, with my consultations. <laughs> lending a boob, <laughs> lending a boob or two. So, yeah, Deva, look, tiny little Caitlin Deva, brings up the um, idea that Cameron Diaz could use the school fundraiser to raise some money for her boobs, uh, but Eve Draper's not going to like it. No. So there's a there's like a car wash, and and Cameron Diaz turns up in a classically kind of um shorts and and top and yeah. you know what washes cars in a sexy manner yeah cool hand luke has a lot to answer for i'm pretty sure that's the film that started all of this the sort of <laughs> one night in mccool's style sexy car wash sequence that uh has done us wrong many times here on ogt memorably in grown-ups too oh god <laughs> let's not mention it again no oh the only good thing about that sequence is that andy sandberg was in it sexily washing a car i do <laughs> love him good. so much it's Hi, not Andy, worth grown-ups you're too. Hearing this. <laughs> He's our listener. Oh, he was. He is also a teacher, so... <laughs> Shit. And as much as he taught us all how to love. Now, oh, but Eve Draper does see her steal the money from the car wash. Yes. And, dis- and tries to get her busted with absolutely no evidence whatsoever. And so the head teacher's like, you have no evidence, come back to me when you have evidence. Or just like see something and come back to me straight away again. Yes. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> what? Or just go away, basically. Or just, yeah, just go away. It's the quick way. She is being set up as the antagonist, but I've got to be honest, I'm kind of on board with her. Kind of hope she wins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Cameron Diaz. Maybe I wasn't being lured in by your excellent shoe game, but I'm I'm all about Amy Squirrel over here, including her name. Diaz can't get her bong working on Christmas Day. This, this sounds so dumb. <laughs> 
she can't get her bong working on Christmas Day. So she ends up at Shy Kid's house for a, uh, a terrible time by anyone's standards. Yes. Well, th- she's like going there for the free food and booze. So probably. Yeah, essentially. And um, yeah, maybe this is a humanizing moment. Oh, she's just stolen an, or- an ornament. Listen, it's not going to happen, buddy. I was that hot girl. Hotter even. And I would never have gone out with you. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying that to be helpful. What do you know? You don't even know our names. I'll tell you what I know. A kid who wears the same gymnastics sweatshirt three days a week isn't getting laid until he's 29. That's what I know. And that boy's confidence. Yeah, so so she tells the boy to stop focusing on popular girl. He's never going to get her. Get real kind of thing. I mean, she's right, but... (laughs) She's right, but also could phrase it in a more positive kind (laughs) of... um, Refocus your efforts. Improve yourself. Don't look for someone else to fix you. But hey, she's Cameron Diaz, so yeah, she shits all over him. Figuratively. So yeah, Timberlake now has a crush on Eve Draper, but he apparently puts a lot of stock in Cameron Diaz's opinion uh, for some reason, and she says she's bad news, so he takes that on board. Yes. Uh, so basically, Cameron Diaz, whenever she's around Timberlake, is is acting like goody two shoes. Here we should also mention Jason Segel, mm. I think. So oh, it's yeah. obvious by this point that Siegel has a crush on Cameron Diaz <laughs> and he is much more like her than Timberlake is. He's he's more like, oh my God. you know, smokes some weed and drinks and, you know, he's more casual, fun guy. You know what? I, I, I thought, oh, is he meant to be the more sympathetic love interest? Because he's still really kind of bad. He hits on her quite obnoxiously. But you're right. The point of him is that he is more like her. Yeah. They are a more suited couple and they are both, they could both be awful together. Exactly. Is the thing. <laughs> Timberlake gets his Luen Davis on and he um he plays he plays in the in the school faculty band and he woos Squirrel. Yes. With his excellent song. With his song where he, he pretends not to be able to sing. Oh my god, which that's is so tricky to do. Quite funny. She helped me heal, she helped me grow. Simpatico. How do you know? And you know, I guess you just know. Simpatico. Twist. The teacher whose kids get the best grades that year get a bonus. Yeah. A booby bonus. A big bonus. It's like five A big grand. boob bonus. Never heard of this happening before in school, but okay. <laughs> let's go with it. Sure, why not? <laughs> Teacher's getting money. What a rich fantasy this film is. Um, <laughs> it's woven. So yeah, she's going to have to give a shit now. And maybe along the way. She might just be the one who learns something after all. Ashley won't. No. Yeah, turns out not true. So <laughs> no, she starts all. actually teaching. She gives everyone a yep. copy of To Kill a Mockingbird and says it's going to be a test. Says you have to read the first 100 pages in like a day and is all <laughs> over it. She has decided she yep. is going to boss this thing. Yep, she sure is. And Eve Draper is going to get pretty competitive though. And she finds out about the drugs, the obvious drugs that she's doing. She is going to have an uphill struggle, though, because Dolphin Principal, he's obsessed with dolphins, by the way. Uh, Yeah, he kind of sucks. Yeah, so she goes to the principal, says there are drugs, and he says, where are your evidence? And then he produces the ornament that Cameron Diaz (gasps) stole at Christmas, which isn't a dolphin ornament, and says, look what she got me. So he's, you know, being (laughs) manipulated as well, which is just great. What have you got on me, Amy (laughs) Squirrel? I got you the Squirrel Squad (laughs) t-shirt. Because you're in my squirrel's god. <laughs> get out. Get out now. Diaz is getting frustrated because her kids are bad, so she decides to cheat. Yes, she decides that she will somehow try and steal the exam paper from yeah. the exam paper guy. 
Exam man. By dressing up as a journalist and seducing him. Classical journalist look with big frizzy Annie hair. Yes. So, yes, she drugs him and steals the paper. She then decides that she's going to... Well, there's a school trip coming up. Oh, sorry, she passes. It it, it works. Yes, she has the money. She is the top dog. Yes. But problem is, the guy that she is trying to romance now with her big boobs, that she hasn't gotten yet, but she wants to lay the groundwork here. It's, you don't want to get big boobs, then try and seduce the guy. Oh, wait. Nevertheless, she decides to parasite Eve Draper by rubbing nettles all over her apple and leaving it on her desk. And luckily... Um, Eve Draper's gonna rub this all over her face and neck. Yeah, because that's what I do when I have an apple. I rub it all over my face. You want all that apple goodness? Yeah. Get it in the pores. There's a reason they put apple in stuff. So Eve Draper can't go on this trip, so Cameron yeah. Diaz takes her place and sits right next to Justin Timberlake for the whole thing mm. and, you know, tries to seduce him. Yeah. Meanwhile, whilst they're away, Eve Draper manages to break into Diaz's desk where she's been keeping all of her crimes on top of each other in sort of sequential order, but she doesn't get deep enough to find the drugs. Yes, unfortunately the way, well not unfortunately, but the way she does this is by swapping their desks. Ah. So the desk that um, Eve Draper had is now in Cameron Diaz's room and Cameron Diaz's desk is in Eve Draper's room and so she's like, oh I've locked myself out of my desk. Uh And that, that comes back later. It may do, in a cunning way. But speaking of cunning, Diaz and Justin Timberlake have a dry hump session. Yeah, it was the weirdest scene yeah. in, in this movie. They, Instead of having just having them have sex, they have them dry humping. Yeah, in jeans. It looks awful. Which I'm guessing is some sort of thing to show that Justin Timberlake, I don't know, it's just like that naive thing again. I guess so. Like he's almost it's very like, odd. It's like a teenage thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he's naive until it's funny for him not to be. Yes. Is the thing. And then they just sort of drop it. But anyway, she is definitely more of a monster than he is, though, because she calls up Eve Draper on the phone to leave a voicemail. Yeah, harsh. That is harsh. It's very harsh. And it takes a while for that scene to come to a conclusion. But don't worry. We are going to get to see the cum stain on his jeans. Yes. Grim. So we all win. Time for some cringe comedy, though. That'll make us feel better. Nervous Kid confesses his love to uh, Paranormal Activity 4. <laughs> doesn't go well. No, it doesn't go well. <laughs> However, Cameron Diaz lends a helping hand for yeah. once actually doing some pretty good counselling, yeah. I guess. You know, saying yeah. that, you know, his time will come in college and he should... Yeah. <laughs> and he she gives him her bra to yes. prove that he's made out with a college girl. Yeah. So he becomes, like, cool. Basically. Yeah, it's good lessons for everyone. Pretend you got laid for credibility. Prove your worth through sexual conquest. These are all good lessons that we can be happy that she's passing on. She is such a good teacher. She's a very good teacher. I think the title may have been a little bit wrong. <laughs> so I'm going to write a letter to um, that guy's kid, to Lawrence Kasdan's kid. So Eve Draper decides once again to directly act upon information that she's acquired. She would suck at Secret Hitler. Like I do, because I do that. <laughs> Just immediately. Oh, I've noticed something. Do I hold on to this? Oh, I've already, I'm in the process of saying it. <laughs> at this stage um diaz is aware of what's going on so she's gonna try and cover her tracks yes she gets her roommate cam from modern family to blackmail and kind of threaten the exam guy to uh take his testimony away yep which works the exam guy takes his testimony away yeah cameron diaz reveals to the head teacher i know there are drugs in the school <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. and this is where the desk thing comes back the desk thing comes into effect because the sniffer dogs sniff out all the drugs 
And so it looks like it's um, Amy Pond's. Uh, I called her Eve Draper so long, I've forgotten her actual name. It looks like it's Amy Squirrel's uh, drugs. Yes. And apparently she had an episode back in 2008. So that's all that they need to just throw this chick away. Yeah, so she gets the blame, basically. Yep, and she is destined to the terrible fate of teaching in a school named after Malcolm X. That's so, going to be rough. Yes, it's a rough school. <laughs> um, and then Cameron Diaz has the money for her boobs if she wants them. Uh, Justin yeah. Timberlake approaches her and says, you know, now that Amy's gone, shall we, you know, get it on? And I got my Diaz jeans in my pocket. <laughs> it's like, no. <gasps> oh my God. She actually turns down the Timberlake. The Timberlake in favour of Jason Sudeikis, whoever he is. <laughs> Jason Siegel. <laughs> oh my God. Is, she has realised is, you know, basically the male version of her. They get it on. There's a summer break. She comes back and she's no longer a yeah. teacher. No, I guess she's a better person now. She's learned some very important lessons in scenes that weren't included in the film, I guess. Because (laughs) (laughs) maybe it was the barn bit. That was a while ago. But anyway, Um, yeah, she is now the counsellor. The counsellor. The counsellor. Cormac McCarthy's the counsellor. And yeah, she's going to wreak havoc for everyone involved. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. And she's all like good because she, the friend who we haven't mentioned at all, the friend, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, she's buying her lunch. Because that's, like, the oh. sign of a good friendship. Absolutely. I can't wait for someone to buy me lunch. That's going to be a big day. You'll be waiting a long time because they ain't buying you lunch. Yeah. yeah well, my you actually did broke. buy me lunch the other day. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I am your sadness stand-in. <laughs> okay, so what did you make of Bad Teacher? Um, It wasn't <laughs> a terrible... Like, I wasn't sitting there being like, God, this is an awful film. I want it to be over. Yeah. I was just sitting there being like, this is fine. It's on my yeah. screen. Um, <laughs> I'm probably never going to watch this again. Um, and also, having been a teacher, I was like, if any of these things happened in a school I was working in, this would be <laughs> really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's a comedy film. So I tried to sub- suspend my disbelief. That's a much piffier version of what I'm about to say. <laughs> um so yeah, I think the idea of the whole thing is she's a terrible teacher, if that wasn't indicated by the title. <laughs> and it's funny to see her get away with stuff and the inventive ways they can find for her to be a bad teacher. Like, what are the new ways we can show to indicate that she doesn't give a shit? Yes. And I do wish I'd seen Bad Santa or Young Adult or Trainwreck. Anyway, I don't have a good frame of reference for comedy movies with unsympathetic main characters. Yes. You know, I have watched a bunch of um, Seth MacFarlane TV shows and they've all got douchebag leads, so... Yes. I think the idea is there has to be something relatable or sympathetic that drives their comedically bad behaviour. Or at the very least, a sympathetic stand-in character. Well, you want it to be a redemption story, right? Yes, But it doesn't absolutely. quite... Re- she gets redeemed in the way that, like, I don't know, she gets the guy that's better for her and she doesn't get the boobs and she gets a different job that she's better at. And she's, like, yeah. treating her friend better by buying her lunch. Yeah. But that's literally all we get to see of her redemption and we don't get to see yeah. how she was redeemed. No. She's just, like, magically better. Exactly. And I really think that they were just banking on the barn scene. The scene where she's in the barn with the kid and she has that moment of really heavily telegraphed self-realization when she's like, don't worry about that chick. That chick's just really superficial and not really interested in anything. And then she, like, does the, huh, face, <laughs> you know, really blatantly yeah. to indicate. Oh, that's me you know. kind of thing. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's me, she says. But I feel like to do a redemption story, she would have had to have taken back everything that she had done so she would have had to have like given the money to charity and then she would have had to like get amy a different job and she would have had to have you know i don't know mm. re- returned the 
like i don't know dolphin thing do you know what i mean she would have had to literally like fix everything that she did but instead she just gets away with it all and moves on it's like oh you can be a bad person and you can like get the guy and you can get a new job and it'll be fine yeah and amy got such a bad fate to the point where i wondered if i was genuinely not supposed to like her because i really did i hated her so (laughs) really oh Oh, god i hate goody two-shoes characters she annoyed me so much (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna have so much to say about her later on but yeah, I I never feel like I had a way into Diaz as a character. Um, I don't need to like her. I definitely don't. But I need to get her. And sometimes she's bad in ways that don't even benefit her. Like just to be a dick to people. It's just a little awkward. And it also, it leaned pretty heavily on high school cliches. And the spirit of the thing is quite frat boy. You can kind of tell that this had male screenwriters. It reminds me of She's the Boss in that sense. But like you say, it's a comedy. Yes. So all it really needs to be is funny. All the rest, you know, there's plenty of comedy movies out there that don't really work, but they're funny, so they become guilty pleasures. And although a fair amount of the jokes in this maybe didn't work or were played too big, and yes, a couple of lines made me cringe, I do have a fairly hefty quickfire list of jokes I like. A lot of gags got me. Though the stuff that works, and I've said this before on this podcast, the stuff that worked, the stuffs that worked, it often came down to performance and things which felt more improvisational. Because there's a hell of a cast in this. Yes, uh, that is something that is really good, is the cast. Yeah, yeah, they do a really good job. And I feel like it's maybe the written gags are the ones that fall flat more often for me. And it's it's always good performance or like, you know, a bit of delivery. extra stuff in the cast. Yeah, delivery. So my overall experience was not miserable. No. Because I always felt like something funny wasn't going to be too far away. Yes, and the thing is, you, you do have Cameron Diaz who you just kind of look at her and you feel happy. She's one of those people who's in so many good films that it's just like, oh, I'm just happy, like, kind of looking at you. You know, I don't know if I have that pre-existing... That's interesting, because I think you're right. If I had a pre-existing relationship with Cameron Diaz that was stronger, I would probably be more charmed by her throughout the sequence of being like, oh, look at her acting so evil, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think of movies I've seen her in. There's The Mask. There's something Something about Mary. Mary. And, like every other rom-com yeah maybe if i had a stronger relationship with cameron diaz and i say this all the time in every instance of my life i don't and i have to accept that but look jen unfortunately i was not the guy to champion this movie for you it's an american comedy movie i can't bring my a game here (laughs) yes same i mean i like rom-coms but this was kind Mm. of on the side of stupid comedy which isn't me either really I don't, yeah, it's just something about American comedy that doesn't get me. That, I, that doesn't get me. You're just too highbrow. He doesn't understand me and my highbrow <laughs> yeah, comedy. Exactly. There's a couple I like. Like The Big Sick a few years ago was very oh good. Oh my god, I love The Big Sick. Yeah. And what was the one last year? The Long Shot with Seth Rogen and Sharice Sh- Ferran. But for some reason, they just often don't appeal to me. I think it's just because Adam Sandler was such a dominant force in American comedy movies for so long. They all look like that to me. They all have that colour palette. Ugh, I get shit. I get chills. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a version therapy. <laughs> All right, but look, let's let's quick fire the things we liked about this here movie. Okay. Quick fire. Okay, so there was one gag where they were in a museum, and Justin Timberlake was talking about how much he hates slavery. God, I just hate slavery so so much. Slavery's the worst. If I could go back in time and undo slavery. I would. Were you going to say this one? That was really good. It was so (laughs) funny. He was like, 
oh man, just, I just hate slavery. And Cameron Diaz is like, yeah, slavery is bad. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, I just hate it so much. And then Jason yeah. Segel hears this and is clearly like really tickled by it. Yes. And he comes up and he's like, do you know what I hate? Sharks. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just has this really funny exchange with Justin Timberlake where he's clearly taking the piss out of Justin Timberlake. Yeah, And Justin great. Timberlake doesn't realise. He's just talking about, yeah, sharks. Yeah. Yeah. My favourite part of that was when he said, sharks can tear families apart. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> that's amazing. And it just—I don't know how. Like, if oh my gosh, I can imagine that situation actually happening as well. When you're just like yeah. you got someone, they don't realize that you're just ripping the person out of them. Yeah, I mean that's what I assume every other conversation I have is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've lumped some of these together. So first of all, in the breakup scene, right at the beginning. When she says, when's his birthday? I was like, oh, that's a bit of a cliche. But then she says, it's today. And I was like, oh, that's quite good. <laughs> the idea that she's forgotten it and it's today is quite amusing. Um, and then he, the guy, um, they get into a conversation about opera and about the importance of it. And it just culminates in him screaming. If the younger generation doesn't get into opera, then guess what? No more opera. An art form has died. If opera goes away, we're fucked. Yeah, I love that too. It's like, you, you need good. to get rid of this guy. <laughs> this is a bad relationship for both of you. On Justin Timberlake again, he okay. was, having seen him in other stuff, mm. he was really funny to watch as like this stupid, naive guy. Yeah. Because I was like, you're having fun with this. I could tell he was having fun with it as an actor. Yeah. And I just loved like that. I wish I could have been there just to see him crack up at himself being so dumb. Yeah. And I just felt uh. like those scenes were really fun because he <laughs> was being an idiot and he must have had so much it fun just playing this stupid guy. He plays a more subtle variation of that character in Inside Quillen Davis. Yeah. He plays just this hack <laughs> who does this really hilariously bad commercial song that Lewin Davis performs on, Please Mr. Kennedy, about the space race. It's uh, it's really great. I'll, I'll You know what? I'll do mine on Timberlake because I did group them together. Okay. When, it, when he shows up at the car wash... There's a big, he's driving past, he's got a big grin on his face and he's like waving like a dork out of the window at all the kids who were there and that that tickled me. (laughs) When he's talking about how he wants uh, women to have the choice uh, to have plastic surgery and he's saying, I want, you know, I'm very pro-choice and everything, except for abortion, of course. (laughs) Yeah, that was really funny as well. (laughs) And then they're both like, yeah. (laughs) Amy Draper says, um, she tells a really awkward joke about a maths terrorist, but Timberlake's laugh. Yeah. To that was really quite special. I have weapons of math instruction. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've already mentioned it, but I loved his bad song. Yes, um, it was which... so bad. Like the lyrics, which is, it was like yes. he was just trying to make it rhyme, and so they made yes, no he sense. Was just, he was just rhyming with simpatico, which became like it's like this important word for him. <laughs> and at one point, there's the line, um, "Ask me how much I feel, I'll say." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, his and finally his dancing at the disco. Oh at the, yeah, uh, the school so disco. Good. He does a great, a great sort of horrible dance. <laughs> I really liked the kids in this movie. Yeah, because they were subtle variations on stereotypes. So you had like yes. the mean kind of cool girl. You had the lame mm. guy, and then you had mm. the book smart chick playing the yeah. kind of um you know, studious character. And then you had a couple of other jokers. And I thought that they did a really good job of not, like, taking the spotlight off, you know, Cameron Diaz, but also playing their characters 
like consistently throughout like the nerdy Mm. kid he was annoying but that was what he was supposed to be yeah and i was like you did a really good job of this this character like you know i i don't know what that actor if he's done anything else oh i don't know either but he, he did a good job of it and it was like i know that kid you know, I know that kid. I When I was a teacher, I know that kid who fancies the cool girl and is never going to get yeah. her. And he played Aww. it like that's exactly how they would act. So I really appreciated yeah. that. And it also, I really liked his family. You know, like she goes oh, for yeah. Christmas and they're like singing yeah. carols and they're like listening to his poetry and they're like applauding him. And it was so cringe but like in a way that families yeah. are kind of cringe like i'm sure you would cringe at my family so. <laughs> never okay let's get medievals the um i feel medieval sorry was the height of family my pantomime days are not behind me i love it <laughs> yes i would say that the writing of the kids was maybe a little flat in terms of the characters but this is another example of performance elevating that because yes the kids were really great in sort of inhabiting those roles even if they were a little thin and I am going to talk about all my Caitlin Dever stuff now. Okay, love her. She's so adorable. She is so adorable. And her upset face when Diaz hates <laughs> her cookies. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Aww. And then, and then when, when Diaz is doing... Is she smoking a bong in, in her the car? car. She She's like lighting a, pipe. a bowl. Yeah, pipe. Right, yeah. And then her smiley face just appears through the haze outside of the door. <laughs> so um, cute. And then... When Diaz goes to drive away, she has to like hop backwards to get out of the way of the car. And again, it was just adorable. I loved that she was getting stickers put onto her forehead yeah, and she got correct so answers. Funny. And finally, just the shot of her holding all of the balls that Diaz was then throwing at the kids. She just looks kind of grumpy and not quite sure what's going on as she's holding these um, basketballs for her. And it's, yeah, it, she is adorable. On that, I really mm. like that scene where she's playing like dodgeball with questions because there's okay. a bit where she, someone gets it right. And they yes. get to throw a ball at her. Yeah, there's a bit of equality there. And I was it's like, like okay, this the is, kids. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> like, she's at least taking what she gives. Yeah. And then Jason Siegel comes in and shows him how to throw it properly. And I, and I was like, <laughs> right in the face. I like that. I appreciate this scene. That is a good little exchange. I'll group together my two, the two other teachers I really liked, which is Lucy Punch as Squirrel, as Eve Draper, and uh, Phyllis Smith as Lynn. Uh, who is the sadness one? Um, I both thought they were great, and I really enjoyed. Yeah, I really like the friend, throughout. especially. I mean, yeah. Thing is, I hated the character of Amy, but right. she did a really good job of the character. Yeah, because when you have a reaction like that, it means you're doing a good job. Yeah, absolutely. All the little face things and such. It was yeah, not subtle, but it was quite entertaining. Like, I know those. Everyone has one of those um, people at work mentioning mm. no names uh, just like a goody two shoes and always go above and beyond and you're like okay you're making me look bad for doing my actual <laughs> job like yeah uh, just because i'm not doing extra yeah don't do extra this is my this <laughs> is my thing that i want to put out there to everyone never do extra never do extra get paid for all of it is basically the entire theme of this hashtag. of this experience that you're having hashtag all of that <laughs> all of that in one hashtag. Um, that's like one tweet but wait i don't have that guy oh i think it's me oh if it's if you don't know Shit. it then it's you okay i want to talk about the principal for a minute the one who should have been seth rogan according to that football club i mentioned earlier he had some great moments um when he's in the toilet being accosted by amy Yes. Can we talk about this later? 
Later we'll all die, said the gator to the fly. Fuck. What? And it's not so much that weird line as his reaction of just, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I really want to then... use that and just let, leave yeah. people really bewildered. <laughs> and I really liked his later line of um, explaining how important this time is to him. And just saying, I get to do this once a day, if I'm lucky. <laughs> of using the bathroom. <laughs> And then finally, later on, when uh, Amy is really outraged at something, or she's gloating, I can't remember which, she's doing something, and um, the principal says, don't do that with your mouth, regular mouth. <laughs> like, just regular mouth as a command is really good. Uh. <laughs> okay, so a couple of things on Jason Siegel. When was the last time you had a good dicking? A good dicking. And then his overreacting to um, Timberlake's boring story in the, uh, in the waiting, in the lunchroom. We idea where we were going we left the maps at home what no way it was fine i have a gps navi system oh thank god after the whole high scene throughout the entire high scene cam and diaz has been wearing this weird wig this curly wig and then as soon as she it goes on for a while this sequence and then afterwards after she has drugged the guy and stolen the paper we cut to an assembly and it's Amy saying, if anyone has any info on the missing Annie wig, please let me know. <laughs> and it's two things there. First, the fact that Diaz stole this wig from school. Like, she can't do anything without fucking this school over in some way. Not Like, she couldn't even source her own wig. She had to steal it from the school. And secondly, that Amy noticed. You know, just this place sucks so much that this becomes an assembly, this tiny detail. Yeah, I mean, like, I like that scene because... It's one of those things where I would be rolling my eyes at Amy yeah. in real life. <laughs> I think I did roll yeah. my eyes in the film as well. <laughs> it's a good character moment. Um, I loved Cam from Modern Family riding his scooter on the way to threatening the guy with the heavy metal playing. It's just, <laughs> Cam, does Mitchell know you're out here? I really like the Invigilator guy, this big kind of black guy who was in the, um, in the office who would just occasionally say, Damn it, squirrel! I am not going to have a repeat of 2008. Sit your ass down. <laughs> yeah i like this whole <laughs> joke of her having some sort of episode in 2008 and it's never yeah. explained it's just <laughs> we don't want to have another um 2008 yeah. episode and in my head i'm like what happened that is quite good alluding to that the desk switch twist is horrible in as much as i didn't want amy to lose but it is quite clever it's kind of like oh she got her yeah that's quite good and finally for me i'll just highlight a couple of diaz moments um Writing Jesus Christ into somebody's paper is quite good. Oh, I, I remember that. When she was marking and she wrote, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And then Jesus Christ. <laughs> I really just love Jesus Christ. Just disbelief at that answer. Um, I like her face when she's trying to apply eyeliner whilst driving. She does quite a good comedic kind of chaos face. <laughs> and um, the casualness with which she says to Timberlake after Timberlake says, oh, I actually have a crush on Amy. And she says, yeah, I don't know her that well. I know all the other teachers really hate her fucking guts, but I stay above all that stuff. I don't really know anything. <laughs> I don't get into all that. That was good. And finally, there's a shot of her casually tossing an apple at a recycling bin and it just bounces off and rolls away. And she just doesn't, she doesn't she give just a fuck at all. She just keeps walking. Just keeps walking. And that was quite good. Yeah. I mean, that's it. What's your last one? My last one is as a whole, Jason Siegel. 
Okay. Because I <laughs> love him in this. He was the saving <laughs> grace, in my opinion. He His reactions to everything that's going on are exactly yeah. how I would react. Like, <laughs> every, you know, when he's making fun of Timberlake, but in a really mm. subtle way, like when he was laughing his joke exaggeratedly, when he yeah. is kind of, you know, he's like doing everything that Cat Diaz does without all the stuff that's like illegal. You know, he's not stealing yeah. <laughs> from the, the, the school or anything. Yeah. And he's still doing his job, but he also drinks and smokes. So it's kind of the character that, you, that Diaz will turn out to be. Like, turn out to yeah. be this guy who's, okay, yeah, like, in his spare time, he drinks and smokes. But he still does his job and cares about the kids. That's very much the best case scenario. That's the best case scenario for most teachers. So <laughs> it's like, he, but he has the funniest lines, in my opinion. And he's just there having a good time. And I really liked him in this. Yeah, he's my <laughs> best thing about this, is definitely Jason Segel. That's really good. I liked him as well. I had an issue slightly in his pursuit of uh, Diaz, but I think that's that's kind of my own thing. There were so many ways in which sort of male love interests are written that I just find really super aggressive, and it might just be something about me. Yeah, I think... <laughs> it, I don't think he's as aggressive as some rom-coms, so I think that that's... He was le- he was more subtle than a lot of people have been, so... Yeah, he didn't threaten to kill himself like Ryan Gosling in any given situation yeah so. i mean he kind of did what <laughs> you might do if you're a bit of a idiot do you know what i mean like he was a, he was he was clearly like a bit of a dick but like yeah that's kind of just what a bit she, of a dick like they worked together yeah they can be a bit of a dick together yeah <laughs> all right well i think that's gonna do it from us but now it's time to check in with the ogt <gasps> so let's start on twitter yeah if i can figure out how twitter works does anyone know how twitter works right in uh, preferably not on Twitter, <laughs> in order to explain. Actually, to here we go. Send BT- us in a in the post because like that's the <laughs> yeah. If you can find a carrier pigeon, then just they all come to me eventually. <laughs> so trending in the United Kingdom, there's been a lot of political tweets that like pick up momentum. I see that we're just dropping subtlety now because hashtag I hate Boris Johnson is trending. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> Nothing specific, just fuck that guy. It's just like everybody's had enough at this point. <laughs> it's just it's it's too much. You need, you need to go. Um, BT Calloway over at the Simpsons Index has tweeted in saying, All I know about this movie is that Diaz's salary is apparently the stuff of Hollywood legend. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like the idea of, God, I, can you believe the paycheck this guy just got? Have you heard the story of Cam and Diaz? <laughs> the legend. Sit around of the campfire and I will tell you of the bad teacher <laughs> salary legend. <laughs> She got paid a lot. That's it. That's the whole story. And it, yeah. And everyone just goes, oh. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> I would argue it's not enough. But <laughs> no, it was, you know, it, that's that's good, I guess. I wonder what she um used that money for to make the next great indie film in her thing, in her um in her saga. I don't know. What has she done recently, Miss Diaz? She did Night and Day with Tom Cruise. Oh, I don't and that was know, bad. to be honest. I haven't seen her in anything for a while. If anyone's seen or heard of Cam and Diaz, then please write in. We're we're very worried about her. Paul now knows how to use Twitter, so hashtag where's Cameron Diaz. Hashtag where's Cameron Diaz and I hate Boris Johnson. Let's piggyback <laughs> on the uh, on the back of this one. Um, we did hear from Miss Jen Blundell to say I was genuinely surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Cam and Diaz's character should be entirely hateable, but she's oddly charming. There's something fun about how few fucks she gives. I think uh, Justin Timberlake does a very believable turn as a douchebag, too. Not a perfect film, but a very solid guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure is definitely the way to describe this, I think. I think so. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. 
And um, it would have been... Oh, wait, you know what? Goodman wrote in. From his sick bed, he wrote in. Goodman has sent in some of his quickfires. Okay, if the younger generation does get into opera, then we're fucked. There you go. I had that. Are you kidding me? Edward James almost to a bunch of kids is wonderfully impenetrable. That's quite good. Did you call my name? No, I said fucking troll. Oh, I thought you said Kirk. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Siegel and Sean arguing about LeBron and Jordan. Oh, yeah, the kid. Remember? He's like yeah. yelling at a kid about He's, No one's baseball. ever going to be Jordan, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Basketball. JT's weak voice was quite funny. Good subversion. The subversion. You'd never expect <laughs> for him to have that kind of voice. Uh, Jason Siegel reacting to JT and Lucy Punch as they tell their garbage stories. Yep, that's the one. Um, I'm not afraid of your dares, Rodrigo. Pinch his nose. That's really dangerous, Russell. Does that mean anything to you? No, nope, that one passed me away. Nope, no idea, no idea about that, but that's good. Uh, we should never stop working on ourselves. Like with your little boobs or me experiment- experimenting with ethnic food. Oh yeah, that was funny. You with your little boobs was particularly good. I just hate slavery so much. That that was, I think, the number one scene for me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, sadness. Um, plus, the boobs are really expensive. Yeah, and you got to pay per tit. <laughs> you can't just get one. Was that the rule? Yeah, sadness says you got to buy two of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the line. Anyway, thank you, Goodman, for delaying our runtime, for extending our runtime as usual. Um, as usual. So... As usual, for taking us over time. The final thing to, uh, to talk about. Thank you very much, OG team. Thank you. The one better thing. Let's talk about the one better thing. Um, my one better thing is another Cameron Diaz movie. Ah. I do have a couple of suggestions. But this one um, came into my head, and I think it's probably the closest thing. So it's the okay. sweetest thing. Okay. The sweetest thing is a movie which I assume you haven't seen. I've not. It's a movie about someone who is dislikable. Cameron Diaz plays this character who is dislikable. In fact, the beginning of it is a montage of people telling the camera why they hate her so much. <laughs> That's good. She's kind of That's like good. a party girl, but she's getting a bit too old for it. She has two friends, Christina Applegate and um, Selma Blair. Mm. And she meets this guy at a club. She decides to go on a road trip with Christina Applegate to find this guy at his brother's wedding. It turns out it's actually his wedding. But he breaks it off and she doesn't know this. And so she's all like, it's kind of a redemption story in that she kind of grows up. Like these three characters are always like going out clubbing, trying to get with guys, but they're in their like late Mm. 20s, early 30s. So they shouldn't be doing this anymore. So it's her realizing that she shouldn't be being a dick anymore and just like lying on the sofa you know having been too drunk the night before um and then eventually meets the guy spoiler and all is well <gasps> oh um, my god i like everyone who's seen this thing it's probably like oh yeah because it is it's really stupid comedy it really is there's bits right. where there's scenes where they do this song in a restaurant everyone knows the song it, I mean, one of the lines in the song, it's, the song is, it's too big to fit in here. So I think we we can all get where that's right. going. And there's bits where they like dressing up in stupid clothes and the road trip is just dumb. It's a dumb comedy movie, but there's an actual <laughs> redemption arc as opposed to this movie where there isn't one. So she starts as a dick okay. and she ends as someone <laughs> who has realized that she needs to get life well that's good so that is i I also have one other quick suggestion Mm. i would also suggest easy a because the main character Uh, is a high school student however there is a Mm. teacher played by uh, lisa kudrew who is a a dislikable teacher (laughs) and i think that that's quite a good like bad teacher 
I mean, any excuse to watch EZA. Yeah. Is a very, and just very watch EZA because it's brilliant. Just watch EZA. It's incredible. Right, I'm going to go with another story of bad teachers. And if Goodman was here, he'd almost undoubtedly talk about drug or drink. But he's not. <laughs> so I get to talk about bad education. Ah. Yes, this was... Uh, and now, we need to distinguish. This is not bad education, the Jack Whitehall comedy, which had a movie, <laughs> irritatingly, called Bad Education, the movie. This is a different movie called Bad Education. And it is a crime comedy directed by Corey Finley, the guy who did Thoroughbreds. And uh, this is about the true story of a massive public school embezzlement scandal uh, involving contractors and like uh, a school administrator siphoning off funds. So you've got school uh, district superintendent played by Hugh Jackman and an assistant superintendent played by Alison Janney. Love her so much. She is the best. This is one of her best. This, oh, apart from I, Tonya, this might be her best film role. I told you also if you want to see someone just being an absolute monster. That is true. That should have been one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that applies too. But these are bad. They're not technically teachers, but they're just fucking over this school. And it's 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 a crime comedy. There are some really funny sequences, um, particularly involving Ray Romano as um, a member of staff at this school and the sort of intense process they go through to, when they're trying to discuss what they should do about this. And one of the fun things about it is that it's actually, in real life, it was a student newspaper um, and a journalist working there who was one of the students who actually broke the story and exposed it. Nice. Um, which is a really fun kind of aspect. Yeah, that's good. That is good teen journalism. <laughs> we can all get behind that. Yeah, this is just a really... It was a good film. It was also quite emotional. There was some, you know, there was some really good stuff in there. And I, it's an excellent film. And I really have high hopes for the career of Corey Finley because this is his second really great film in a row. So cool. he's hoping there'll be more to come. Awesome. Okay. That was The One Better Thing. The One Better Thing. So, Kitty, tell people about how they can find out about you and your projects. Um, well, you can listen to my other podcast, which is Have You Ever Heard Of? Yeah. It's a history podcast where we talk about stuff from history you may or may not have heard of. And we'll be on whatever yeah. app you're listening to this on. Yeah, definitely. Check that out. It's a really great podcast full of way more information than we ever managed to get into <laughs> any of these. Just a frenzied nightmare that this is. <laughs> If you want to find out more about this frenzied nightmare that this is, you can just type in OGT pod into literally anything. We've still got great search engine optimization on that. And yeah, we have a Patreon where there's all sorts of nonsense going out. All sorts of weird poems and stories and games and other things that might keep all of you amused for just a few more moments as the earth slowly dies around us. There's a reason Goodman usually does this bit. <laughs> I am a guy, I guess. I'm Kate Maiden. And remember, the one good thing about bad teacher is that guy from the Muppet movie just doing his best to get laid but also to make us laugh